morning, listeners, and welcome to Operator Radio. Uh, my name is Iris, I'm an animation major, and I'm with... I'm Lulu, I'm an AV major. And I'm Seger, and I'm studying advertising. And uh, I'm Victoria, I study fashion. And we're part of the segment we like to call Inspiration Station. We'll go over what inspiration means to us, and then we'll go a little bit more into depth, and we'll uh, separate that through the the segment called uh, The Pursuit of Happiness and Just Pretending. So, what does inspiration mean to us? Um, if art school taught me anything, is that inspiration cannot be served or doesn't just come along. You really have to search for it. And... Um, I always keep a library of things that kind of trigger me in a good way or something that fascinates me. And if I cannot find something that I'm searching for at the moment for a project, I'll just go out my way and find it. So that's what is inspiration for me. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I'd say for me, um, I find creativity and inspiration are really closely linked. And um, for me... Uh, to inspire myself, I look at media that I wouldn't typically look at. So I watch movies that maybe aren't for me and music that aren't to my taste because I need that noise of just constant input that I'm not used to to trigger my creativity and inspiration. And I ask people's advice. Sometimes I don't agree with it, but it's nice to have a different perspective and to just even have criticism that you can apply to any given situation. And so I find that life inspiring and I try to fill my life with life, <laughs> especially taking trains. Of course, not nowadays, but I always find something interesting while traveling in the train. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, inspiration sort of at its very best transcends me. It's almost like an idea born through me that doesn't really belong to me. However, that's not something you can really rely on when you're making stuff every day. So while working, I uh, instead of sort of waiting for some otherworldly inspiration, I kind of seek for silence and uh, try to process all the impulses of the day of my daily life um, and just by living. And the harder I try to sort of silence my mind, the more ideas just keep popping up in my head. Thoughts just keep coming. So that's kind of how I approach this uh, inspiration search. Yeah, for me, that's a little bit of different. I don't have a certain place where I really look for inspiration, but if something or an event uh, creates or matches an idea that I have, I think it's inspirationful for me. And uh, I would like to talk about happiness and controlling thoughts. So happiness is an emotional state characterized by feeling of joy with different perspectives there are different types of happiness. When most people talk about happiness, they might be talking about how they feel in the present moment. Or they might be referring to a more general sense of how they feel about life. For me, myself, I always look to the current moment. And if I don't feel good, then I start reflecting back. How do you guys do that? Yeah, I really try to keep in, stay in the moment, but I find it really hard to do. I also kind of like being in moments that I see, especially these days, that um, also looking back is, is something that I find really nice in my own way. Um, 
just looking back at pictures and memories, they're very valuable to me. Yeah, I for me, uh, it's more happiness or, or something is always something that's gonna happen. Um, and it's very forward-facing. So if I move to this country, it'll work. And if I change my major to this, it'll work. Um, and that's not very healthy, especially because you don't realize how much you enjoy uh, what you're doing. Um, so you're a little bit of losing yeah. control over what is happiness. I guess, or you have an idea, you know, what happiness is and what you're experiencing right now. That's not it. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's not a good way to live your life. No, because then at the moment you will be losing control and you will be losing control of your happiness. And I believe that you can control your own happiness by controlling your thoughts. And studies, studies have found that people only want more and so are focused on only accumulating things that they lose track of. And instead of that, you should actually be uh, enjoying and doing what you want to do. And therefore, you have to reframe all your thoughts. So are you feeling good and uh, are you having a positive thought? Then nice and enjoy your process and stay in that positive thought. But are you feeling bad? Then how could you reframe these thoughts to a positive mindset or to a positive thought? And start believing that because what you believe is what you see. It's also a little bit to do with minimalism, right? Yeah. Um, don't accumulate material, but also emotional baggage and things. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about people that also kind of like being sad? Um, that they can't really, they cannot really control it, but they're kind of like peaceful with being sad. Yeah, that's the moment I think that you're you're controlled of your own thoughts because you're actually in a sad mindset, but your positive thoughts are saying that this sad mindset's okay, and maybe then it is okay for you to be in that sad moment for a time. Or maybe mm. you are okay with being sad for that moment, and that, but because your thoughts are still happy about the sad moment, you will come to a, a happy moment again. Yeah, like I watch uh, Sweet Magnolias like at least once a year, <laughs> and I always cry, but not in a bad way. No, yeah, it's kind of I like <laughs> being positive about it. Yeah, uh, you could positive about being sad. That's not a problem. Mm. Okay, so. uh, I think. I want to talk about sort of the extension of this, the, the positivity. Uh, sort of the extreme is enlightenment. And uh, this enlightenment, like I try to find it sort of through yoga. And I want to talk about yoga because it's nowadays very popular. Um, it's super mainstream, but the sort of spiritual practice that uh, originally goes with it is kind of forgotten in the West. So first, what is yoga? Like the goal of yoga is self-realization, really becoming the best version of yourself. And originally it consists of eight limbs of yoga, sort of the eight uh, branches of a tree. Uh, ethics, self-observation, breath control, sense withdrawal, concentration, meditation, and eventually enlightenment. And then the eighth part of yoga is really the only thing we know in the West is the postures. It's the downward facing dog and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of, we only know one-eighth of this whole tradition that is really uh, nice to sort of incorporate in, our, in your daily life. And yoga came to the West in the 70s and the 80s through the hippies and the counterculture movement and sort of became mainstream in, the, yeah, in this century uh, uh, by following all these health gurus. 
And I think yoga can really be inspiring because it's uh, uh, really about self-growth and self-awareness. So I was wondering, what are your experiences with sort of spiritual practices or yoga? Me, myself, I'm not that spiritual, but I do always get inspiration out of spiritual people. And I, I like to watch how they move and what are their, their thoughts or what are their... Yeah, what are they referring to? Why are they doing this kind? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the others? <laughs> I mean, I've I've been doing yoga sort of on my own, um, but it's always been like the physical side of it. Uh, yeah. And you kind of feel like there should be more. Um, and it's nice to know that there is, because like, especially... In the end, you do a shavasana. I don't know if I'm saying that right, yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> where you calm down and you sit in silence. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, great. My muscles hurt. I can just not move. Um, but the more time you practice and the more you develop muscle memory, it really becomes this moment of centering yourself. Um, and I think then you, you reach for the next limb, right? And then you... Yeah, exactly. Forward. Yeah, exactly. And it's also really nice to what you what you're saying. Your muscle memory is sort of important because if you really incorporate it in your routine daily, then it doesn't become an effort anymore, and it just becomes sort of this calms that you sort of give to yourself. And through the movements, you kind of get that self-centered uh, uh, goal that, and you can sort of. Um, uh, investigate yourself in that way that's that's really funny because i noticed when i uh, a couple of weeks ago when i did acrobatics for the first time i i felt this kind of powerful like emotional boost for me it's yeah. not it was it was physical but it was still like a, a, a kind of hormone or i don't know enlightenment <laughs> that kind of th- get through me like oh i can handle anything so would you say you're enlightened? Lily? No, of course not. You have to like, so I think it t- would take years of meditation and concentration. And I don't think anybody can just do it like before their uh, yeah, sort of years of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that this sort of uh, start that I've made with it. And uh, also what Iris just mentioned with this really good feeling that you sometimes get from it. It's kind of sort of a drug almost. And I w- really like to look at yoga as a sort of gateway drug to enlightenment. That, oh, it's super mainstream. Everybody sort of does it. But if you sort of be, uh, incorporate it in your routine and do it more often, uh, maybe you sort of get little seeds planted in your head to strive for more, to become better. And I really like that idea of yoga. And it fits into your uh, seeking silence as well for yeah, exactly. finding inspiration. Yeah, it's really related to me uh, in, in sort of trying to unwind from the world. But um, you and Iris are having sort of different kind of unwinding, right? Yes, we kind yeah. of have uh, less of a emotional state or spiritual state, a state of pursuing happiness or getting inspired. I say we have a way more of a social side that that really gives us a lot of energy. Well, tell us about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Victoria and I like to play something that's called Dungeons and Dragons. It's a tabletop RPG game where you role-playing game. Yeah. Uh, And it's something that you can really do to practice your social skills and improvisation. 
Um, it's basically a traditionally from the 80s or like ni- late 70s. It's a fantasy game where you just have a couple of friends over and just pretend uh, you're in this world. You have your character sheet, some dice, and you discover, you like go adventuring, right? Good story. <laughs> yeah. So um, you'd have a game master and uh, some players. And um, yeah, nowadays with internet forums, especially with Corona, it's uh, been blowing up. You can always find new games, new people. It's collaborative. Yeah. It's it's social and exciting. It's like kind of nice to seek another world as dull as that sounds. Yeah, it's but like a dream. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's also really hard to explain to other people because yeah, like you said, it's a dream. You go to this world and nothing yeah. is real, but <laughs> everything is real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you like like we said, if you it's something you can play with your friends and you can also find strangers in game stops or like game shops, right? Uh mm-hmm. or internet forums to play. Um and from it's it's also gotten a lot more popular since I think the last five six years. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh yeah, it became much more relevant since I think 2015, and that could be because shows like Stranger Things aired around that time, and they showed like it's an 80s setting, and they showed the, these kids like these main characters playing D and D, and at the meantime there were some internet people, some like vaguely voice actors, actors. voice actors. Uh, doing these kind of games on the internet, live streaming or podcasting, such as, uh, I know, the Adventure Zone from a couple of years ago, they kind of blew up. And uh, it's just a really funny show to listen to. Like, it's a podcast. And also, over the last couple of years, Critical Role became really popular. And that's a live streaming show of these voice actors. And... Like, they grew so much over the last couple of years. And it's really also nice during these times to hear somebody else around you. And, uh, yeah, and, like, uh, shows like Critical Role, when they live stream, they have thousands upon thousands of people watching live. And I find it especially mind-boggling because a D&D game usually runs about uh, four to five hours. Yeah. And uh, I wake up and I watch that stuff live all once a week just people have a lot of time for it they really <laughs> invest in it uh, nowadays there are like over 20 popular shows like this that they're, they're just a couple of nerds all together and they share this community and it's really inspiring um, also a critical role um, because they blew up so much they, they kind of wanted to make a full project they're now like a real company and I think it was 2018 or 19, I think 19, 19. where they uh, decided to make a animated series. Uh, we're just trying, and they, they end up being the most funded Kickstarter of the entire world with uh, $11.3 million invested in the show. Yeah, I think they raised their uh, set amount within 25 minutes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, um, they, yeah. It was uh, exciting. <laughs> so, 
And it's really nice to see these kind of small nerdy shows uh, just blow up so much and being so popular for something that was something that was so obscure in the 80s. Uh, and and actually disencouraged. Like there were laws in certain states uh, in America that were like you're not allowed to play D and D. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because and it now was, uh, in like Europe, it's it's also very popular in Europe yeah. now. Yeah, and I've, I just think you know the stars aligned. Like <laughs> it uh, was time. It was time. A lot of people were were. It became popular. TV shows, comic books were coming out, and. This new version, like D&D comes out with versions and like 5e just came out and it's mm -hmm. more role play heavy. It's easier for people to play. It has so many options. Like you're yeah. not limited to fantasy and it just, <laughs> <in the mic. laughs> it just became. Uh, yeah. And also like yeah. you can decide yourself how many rules you want to follow. So if you think something like this is really intimidating, if you're like never heard of this before, uh, you can just not follow as much rules and maybe learn that a little bit later because there are like lots of books and merchandise and all this like like you have these minis where you can make yeah. a like a board and everything yeah that's so great i uh one of my goals in life is to get a mini of my character but for now i steal monopoly sets <laughs> and uh, draw on the back of my homework you know how does this all <laughs> sound for somebody who maybe hasn't heard of this before Sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of um, people coming together, but I've never been into really to playing uh, games at all, actually. Mm -hmm. But I do always like it when I'm in the moment, and it sounds like really role playing. And but I, I don't know a lot about it, but I hear so much stuff about it. It, it sounds really big already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, I've kind of always known that it existed just from living on the internet, but the uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really different from what I thought it would be because I always imagined it as sort of classical board game more, and I now that I hear all this, I think oh, it's just way bigger than that. And also, I was really impressed with just all the shows that already are yeah, there yeah. out of, out that I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, while we were doing research, I ran across a website that said these are the seventy best D and D podcasts 70. to listen to in 2021. Well, that's too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then just imagine like all of these shows are the maybe selection. around three hours per episode. Yeah. Um, so I would like to also uh, mention now that uh, D and D has a huge cultural impact for us uh, and in, in things and media we consume. And the people who have played it were really inspired to create more. So like, for example, in books, there's Terry Pratchett who created a Discworld series, George R. R. Martin, I don't know if you know the Wildcard series outside of Game of Thrones, which of course is very, uh, I find D&D heavy. <laughs> um, that one is actually very inspired standard by- fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Um, by a, a homebrew campaign he had. Um, in comic books, we have the Vox Machina Origins. Um, Which is related to Critical Role. Yeah, the Adventure Zone graphic novel. Then uh, Rat Queens, which I love. It's uh, like a female group of adventurers. It's like Tank Girls and Lord of the Rings had a baby. And it's, an <laughs> and it's drawn. It's really funny and And they great. have a great name. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but even old school stuff, like Conan the Barbarian, was inspired people who, you know, drew it like D&D. Um, Dungeons and Dragons itself as a franchise has made many, many comics. 
uh, personal favorites are the Baldur's Gate series and the Darkened Wish, which came out this year, actually. Um, Both, right? Um, Boulder, there's a new Baldur's Gate one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that one's been running for a while, but yeah. Um, for video games, like Shadowrun, Dark Souls, Knights of Pen and Paper... Baldur's Gate, the video game. Yeah, that was, was <laughs> the, the new one installment. I was about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dragon Age, the sh- show, um, Darkest Dungeon. It's different genres, different games. It's um, and it's all. It's not D and D in a way that's like elves and swords and fighting. It's people who've inspired, who were inspired by role playing and by imagining different scenarios and different worlds. It's that a lot about storytelling as well. Yeah. Um, so music also has been inspired, like, if you look at metal, Iron Maiden comes to mind. They sang about the D&D uh, bardcore or a tavern wave, which is this new genre that's come out this sort of this year-ish. That's um, pop songs translated into medieval sort of music it's really great to listen to <laughs> um for film and tv like D players are everywhere you've got the matt groening who made the simpsons dan Harmon, rick and morty uh the expanse the amazon prime show that's also based on a role-playing system just like and just the wizards of the coast the franchise have made movies and TV shows and animated shows about D&D and about campaigning and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big world. Um, there's also actors, of course, who play it famously, like Robbie Williams, Vin Diesel, Stephen Colbert, um, Joe Manganiello, who I have a personal obsession with. <laughs> <laughs> As some people in this group are aware, um, he started a clothing brand called uh, Death Saves, which is really dope, cool designs as a fashion student, especially. And they're all based on D&D, but you can walk around with like a bloody metal shirt. And I was like, oh, what's that? It's like, that's Archon the Destroyer killing a goblin. <laughs> um, or uh, Cantrips, which is another clothing brand, which is really dope. Uh, and just D&D merch and content is in incomparable like i own shirts of shows that i don't know <laughs> it's really nice <laughs> to see that there's so much merchandise these days it, it just general that it's so mainstream if i go to like the bookstore here you would see uh, like a couple of books of, of yeah. like these shows and yeah hot it's topic. just really nice to see yeah hot topic in america yeah, yeah. primark like I mean, I don't like that company, but yeah, they also have D&D merch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, D&D has this really interesting p- phenomenon, which is there's a micro-universe that exists between you and the people you play with, and you create everything and anything, and it's it's yours, and you share this bond. But also, there's this macroverse of just everybody who plays D&D and everybody who creates D&D content which is huge and and just endless and we all have a bond but but and it's personal and yet universal almost um yeah it's really nice to hear yeah um so yeah it's like one of the goals of course is to get your own character into official D&D merch and uh, a few people have done it how uh, would you do that how would i do that um 
I guess try and get a popular D&D show. <laughs> okay, so you have to have a show that sort of <laughs> people see and then you can yeah. sort of well, try to become canon. Me yep. and my classmates or can... Or just publish a book. Yeah. yeah, maybe you can start a show with the Willem de Koning. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, people who play, so you mm, can uh, we join should in. Try, yeah. I mean, uh, me and my classmates kind of uh, talked about going to to our our school and three D print some minis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to do that yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, because so, off the top of my head, I can think of two campaigns: this Critical Role, who published official D and D, and then there's Acquisitions Incorporated, which also published official stuff, and. Um, Joe Manganiello has a character, his own character from when he was a teenager that's now in uh, Descent into Avernus. Like, it's official. It exists. It's But do you come up cool. with your own character? Or yeah. do you play with characters? No, you uh, well... What you want? I ca- kind of both in a way. Because there are pre-made characters if you're not really interested in making your own. But most people, they make their own characters. They yeah. decide their personality. And they kind of just pretend like that so yeah, um, you, you make your own i mean a real I, role play yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah cool. kind of. i often base my characters on pop culture because i find it um fascinating to think okay what if you know like the rock was actually in a fantasy world <laughs> and um what if he was a pirate yeah so if you would say if you would make a character um uh, you're not really role-playing heavy uh, maybe you can do a character that's based on yourself, but make it a little bit more grumpy or a yeah. little bit more cheery or like mysterious, yeah. <laughs> and then just act like that. We're already enlightened. <laughs> yeah. 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 So nice. Yeah. Well, it was a really nice segment. I think it would be safe to go maybe over some recommendations, stuff that we like, and inspire other people by it. Yeah. As recommendation, I would really like to advise you to check out The Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's a really good show. Every time you watch it, it comes better. So. Yeah, and it's about it's sort of a podcast, right? Yeah, it's he goes on adventure, and every time he's interviewing somebody for his space uh, yeah. place where he interviews people, and those people are the characters in the cartoon as well. I so got yeah. this recommended by my animation uh, fellow students as a thing to watch it's like also really visually beautiful it's amazing yeah and what was the book that you used for your uh, oh, positivity yeah. for my uh, the information i got out of my book is uh, the book is called the secret and they have a lot of different types they have one for teenagers they have one for older people who are already done with working but they also have a documentary if you don't like to read the book that's nice yeah yeah for me, uh, my recommendation is the book Labyrinth. It's a, bo- a book of short stories and essays by George Louis Borges. It's a bundle of uh, short stories chock full of magical realism, history, myths, absurdism, and sort of logical philosophy. And I really want to recommend this because Borges gets his inspiration seemingly from everywhere over the planet, like China, Greece, South America, but also from very specific things like the Kabbalah or metaphysics. And because every short story in there completely blew me away, they uh, they are very complex and detailed and layered. I always had to sort of take a moment to process all the details of it. And this is, I find, really inspiring and is something I aspire to do to bring to others. So, yeah, it's called Labyrinth. Really cool book. 
Nice, nice. You gotta go check it out at the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it open again? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I keep um, forgetting. <laughs> I I I would recommend something else as well. It's maybe a little bit dull to talk about, but I I'm gonna recommend two very popular shows on Netflix. It's easy to access, and if you are interested in kind of exploring this fantasy world, then please go watch The Witcher on Netflix or uh, as well as Stranger Things. Uh, both like very different in the genre, but they have in common that it's kind of like exploring this crazy world. And like The Witcher, the Witcher is this very interesting fantasy world. Uh, it's also more Slavic inspired instead of like Western. Well, it's still Western, but like, like Germanic yeah. fantasy. So it's it's like it's really nice to see. Yeah, and they're really fun to watch. Also, yeah. I've seen it both. Like, <laughs> uh, if you don't know The Witcher beforehand, then I would also recommend to maybe get into the books because I feel like if you don't know about the universe, um, the the start is a little bit confusing of the series. They're making a second season, so I hope it will uh, clear up some some things. Also, an animated special. Really? I, yeah, I just saw it like this morning or yesterday oh, that there was like to see. they were doing an animated special on it yeah it's a really big friendship uh, franchise which is also a game well books of course in uh, in origins and and yeah yeah um i uh listed a lot of things and i recommend most of them but uh, maybe <laughs> to reiterate the dungeons and dragons novel the darkest wish uh dark end wish um by uh, Dave Walters and illustrated by one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Tess Fowler. It's really beautiful. It's got magic. It's got creepy twins that do magic. It's mystery. It's um, really gripping, and I definitely enjoy it a lot. And it introduces this new idea about D&D, or D&D stories. It's not about elves shooting bows and dwarves being grumpy. <laughs> Why are the dwarves always grumpy? And Scottish. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a uh, leftover from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Probably. <laughs> yeah. um, in video games, the Knights of Pen and Paper, it's a mobile game. It's uh, cute. It's quirky. It's pixel art. It's uh, very fun. I uh, definitely enjoy it whenever I have time. Um, and uh, for Bardcore, check out Hildegard von Blingen. She's uh, got a YouTube channel. It's very can, fun. Can you say that again? Hildegard von Blingen. Okay. Which is like the saint, but funky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think I listen to her Jolene cover about once a day. So, yeah. It's really good. I'm really excited if the, like the, the clubs open again. Like imagine them playing this kind of... Funky <laughs> bardcore, yeah, yeah. Um, in theory, yeah, we have ten more minutes, big guys. Okay, ten, uh, eight. Then, uh, in that case, I would recommend something else. Still, it's a uh, Improvis- uh, improvisation. Yeah, improvisation. Yeah. Exactly. It's like oh, I roll for initiative yeah. again. Um, I'm gonna look up his name, but it's. Uh, I have another uh, recommendation as well yeah. that you might. Make a list every day of what you're grateful that what you did, and that will really make you help for the next day to feel grateful during everything that oh, happened. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. gratitude practice is yeah. really nice. Yeah, oh, well, I, I really like making lists. It's also like 
being yeah, an ADD too. kind of person. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people from art school can relate to that. Yeah. Like seeing it all crossed off. Like, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. doing a small task. I feel yeah, kind of fulfilled in this nothingness that's kind of like... During out. the day, you will also think about something if you were really grateful for doing it or that it happened. You will think like, oh, I have to remind this. So you will be also a little bit more grateful for yeah. the next things that's going to yeah. happen. And the gratitude practice is also a part of some yoga schools and also of Zen Buddhism. And uh, for that, I have also a recommendation that is really cool. Um, oh, I don't want to play it. It's uh, Kano Yakushi. It's a Japanese Zen Buddhist monk who is like a hardcore DJ. What? <laughs> and he sort of uses this, these uh, uh, chants that he uses for meditation uh, to make beats. And oh, it's really cool. ha- super cool. Yeah. So it's he's called Kanho Kayakushi. Sorry. Just look up for a Zen Buddhist DJ. I think you'll find him also. There's only one, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I think the hmm? D&D sort of role-playing, it is also sort of a real social part of it right that's yeah sort of meeting people definitely um i i think it can be intimidating getting into it so having more people that are interested in your friend group like going in it together um i would recommend um it's it's also it doesn't have to be fantasy like it can be anything could it I be like norm core just going to school yeah no, oh, there is really a role-playing system oh called God. uh offices and business <laughs> i have like the, and it's the, real at the last day of my presentation for my uh, first big assignment uh somebody from my class uh asked us to like do you want to like play a one shot that's something that's like a one shot is you play one time and that's that's the story yeah um and it was actually about like <laughs> our school and we would like fight a teacher we, did, we didn't really like and that was like the main <laughs> big boss uh, i'm not gonna say his name but you know him um then I know. Uh, Shady. but no. like also uh like our uh, the, the teachers we really like were kept at it was like it yeah was no like I, I just remember it's called offices and bosses and it's real and it's, it's a real role playing system it's a new system okay yeah. I'll, I'll look into that it's it's funny it comes from a different show called um uh hello from the magic tavern uh and and they play that <laughs> and in the show and it's it's quite so funny. it could really be used as sort of a workplace uh, yeah uh, outlet to of course it's out all your frustrations <laughs> yeah with no, your boss. truly it w- for me it was that yeah. like oh god this semester is done <laughs> yeah. i i finally i can, I can relax. fight my teacher I can fight my teachers <laughs> did you see the movie from black mirror the bear break that you can choose what he's gonna do oh yeah uh, oh an interactive movie yeah yeah that's what it's called it's no. also really cool to check out if you like the role playing because you can actually choose what he's gonna do in the movie. So yeah, but it's quite horrible, mm. right? <laughs> yeah, I, I really mean, loved it. Okay, kind cool. of like a little bit of horror, right? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it. I'm a wussy. Oh, I like I when I watched uh, He Frames Roger Rabbit, um, I swore to never watch it again, and I was six, and I'm still scared of it. <laughs> That's uh, intense. I don't watch <laughs> scary movies. <laughs> watch it again. Face your fears. <laughs> yeah, and then then you only can you can pursue happiness through that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about... Uh, it's such an old movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you can try but to yeah. use the positive mindset uh, yeah. approach. <laughs> but maybe you just like to be a little bit scared of it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy your 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 um, uh, fears. Yeah, I, I kind of like sometimes being scared in a way. Yeah. Like, like if I choose to. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but I. But I, I then really again, relate to also what you said earlier the, that you sort of enjoy being sad for a little while. Yeah, that's me. That's it's more of a. Uh, it keeps me reminded that I can be super happy and super sad, and I can also be a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole spectrum of emotions that yeah. you kind of have control I, over. I feel like in the in the West, it's it's always kind of like pressured on us that uh, we have to like be happy all the time. Uh, but kind of like the way Zeger told me, it, it's it's like yeah, but a better approach at it, like yeah. looking at it as a you can turn your negative emotions positive, or you can yeah. just embrace it, uh, out them through. Uh, Hardcore D and D game. <laughs> uh, you, I am so stressed right now. In our game, we're in a very crux point, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for Monday, next Monday, because that's when we pl- I play again with my group, and we need to resolve this. I'm, there's I'm a vampire. You. There's a vampire chasing us. We're very scared. <laughs> Do you play it outside? Uh, no, I mean I play uh, through Discord. Uh, and mm. roll 20. Especially these times, yeah. But you play it on the computer then? No, yeah. Y- well, you can. Mostly you gather around uh, with lots of people on the table, like play live. Yeah. But um, I thought I, uh, that I knew how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, mo- most of the times it's like live on the table. It's but, mainly talking. Uh, but if you want to play with people around the world or... Like now, you're not allowed to have a lot of people over. Yeah. Then Discord. Discord is a good result. Yeah. We, we talked through Discord, um, but there's also things like Astral Tabletop, and um, I see the finger, <laughs> 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 and also uh, Roll Twenty, where you can draw maps and you can uh, you have an automatic dice roller, mm-hmm. so you have also a visual aid. But it's really mm. not, and it's all necessary. free. This digital stuff, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's nice to wrap up right now mm-hmm. for uh, our segment. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been really nice talking about our kind of interest and what this has to our, what kind of impact this has to our culture. And yeah, and I hope people got a little bit of inspiration out of it. Yeah, go out and be inspired. Yes. Inspiration station. Inspiration station. <laughs> Get inspired, people. Thank you. <laughs>